All Things Teaching, hosted by Teaching Treasures. Hi, and welcome to All Things Teaching. I'm Beck, your host from Teaching Treasures. This podcast explores all things teaching, learning, and education with authentic, passionate teachers just like you. Welcome to episode eight of All Things Teaching. This episode is a conversation with an amazing teacher friend from Empowered Pedagogy. Um, We found each other through the Share the Mic Now Aussie Teachers campaign that she had started, which is to amplify voices of um, people of colour in Australia, um, mainly in the teaching Instagram world. Um, so I reached out to her and she was kind enough to come on to the podcast. We have a really just honest chat about how we can better um, embed Aboriginal perspectives in the classroom, um, as well as we have a bit of a discussion about the documentary uh, In My Blood It Runs. And I give some really honest um, reflections and she gives me some really great perspectives. Um, from her so please be kind obviously everything in this episode um is our honest opinion um so please make sure you're being respectful obviously and again I hope that um you enjoy the episode thanks moving forward there will be a acknowledgement of country for each episode and today it will be done by the amazing Leslie Leslie, thank you so much for joining me um, this morning for this episode. Um, Obviously, I've seen you through your Instagram account. We've obviously never met in person, so it's nice to um, be having a chat, even though it's via the internet. Obviously, you're all the way over east and I'm in WA, so other sides of Australia, um, but lucky technology allows us to have these chats and get to know each other a little bit more. Would you like to tell us a bit about you? Yeah, um, well, first of all, thank you for having me um, and thank you for, I guess, supporting um, and amplifying our voices um, throughout the campaign so far. Um, Before I start, I just would really love to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land um, that I am on today. I respect um, their elders, past, present and emerging. Um, I'd also like to pay my respects to their community. and acknowledge that their connection to this land has never ceded. Um, I'm grateful to be standing on this ground today um, and to the traditional owners for their care and their continued connection to this country. Yeah. Yeah, the people um, of where I am, so I'm in um, Banana sort of area in WA and that's the the Wadjuk people. So obviously, like I said about the welcome to country or acknowledgement of country, obviously not being, um, you know, an Aboriginal person, it can be quite hard for us to know when and where to do that. Um, But obviously, yeah, I think it's really important and I would love to hear your thoughts on that a little bit more later as well. Beautiful, yeah. Um, Well, a bit about me, I'm a primary school teacher. Um, I've been teaching for a few years now. Um, I teach at an independent school. Um, I'm based in Melbourne and I am just really grateful um, to, I guess, my school and my journey so far because 
um, the support that I've had has really enabled me to, I guess, focus on the things that I really think matter and um, not feel, I guess, pressured to, you know, cover content or, um, I guess, rush through things that I think are really important to spend time on and, and really nurture and approach um, meaningfully. Um, obviously, I understand that everyone's journey is different. Um, and so I guess that's really why I sort of came onto Instagram in the first place that I really wanted to um, share my experiences, but also encourage other teachers to, I guess, believe in themselves and see that you, you can spend time on the things that are valuable. And there are ways that you can do that, that it's not just about the crowded curriculum and, and covering things that if you trust yourself and trust your learners and trust the learning process that you can really meaningfully, um, yeah, spend time on, on things that matter. Yeah, definitely. And I think it is hard, like especially this year with everything that's <laughs> happening because you feel like you can't get through everything. But you know that when you stop and you slow down and you do something that is so much more valuable to those children and their lives and the way that they perceive the world, it is so much more beneficial than just rushing through, you know, everything you have to do. So, yeah, I think it's really, really, really important and especially the like the perspective that you talk about, um, obviously, you know, with how do we teach, yeah, how do we teach the Aboriginal context properly and the Torres Strait Islander context properly in all of our education systems, not just in the schools where it's, you know, more of a topic sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think just, um, just trusting yourself and, and knowing that you, you don't know everything, yeah. um, I just really want to preface everything that I'm saying today with I am not an expert I don't know everything yeah. I'm just one voice one person and I wouldn't um I wouldn't speak for anybody else but myself and my experiences and that's I I, I sort of feel this um I guess collective timidness sometimes with teachers that they don't want to make a mistake it's so important and um I just want to say, you know, don't, don't, don't let that stop you. Yeah. If you can make mistakes. It is okay. You will make mistakes. And yeah, that shouldn't, that fear shouldn't stop you from, yeah, from yeah. doing um, important work. Yeah. And like, we're all, we're all human, like you say, so we do make mistakes, but I think that that is like a really good thing to note as well. So obviously with everything that's happening in the moment and, you know, we're starting to have these more, you know, awkward you know conversations and it can be really hard you know obviously like as a white person that I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want to you know be seen to be doing anything you know that's yeah not not the right thing but I think like you said you know I said I was quite nervous about talking to you because yeah I didn't you know I feel like I'm putting myself out there but I think it's so necessary because this is the only way that we're going to grow is by having these sort of, you know, conversations and by me finding out that, well, I don't know everything and I'm not an expert and I need to, you know, grow Like I need to grow. And by doing that, I need to be, you know, talking to people like you and other people in our community and yeah, branching out. I think some of the stuff that you touched on yesterday um, on Kath Maddox's inquiry page was amazing. Like some of those little things I was actually showing my um, fiance this morning, just the, you know, <laughs> less of more of 
were so powerful and so true. And I think I'm pretty guilty of some of those less of things, you know, the whole, oh, well, it might fit in here, you know, just kind of breaking down those, you know, those barriers and also admitting that, well, we have had those, but unfortunately, you know, obviously there's no one to blame, but it's, it's how we were brought up really. Yeah, so it's being so, so self-reflective to then say, well, that might've been how we were brought up, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to reflect and I'm going to see how I can kind of move on. Yeah. And that's so important. It makes me so happy to hear that because it isn't about, you know, do's and don'ts. It's not about um, even, you know, feeling shameful for doing those things. It's about, okay, so this is where I am on my journey now. And this is where I'm going. You know, these are the steps. And not only reflecting on, okay, well, you know, this is where I am, but what steps and what plan can I make and firmly put in place to, to move forward and move forward together and help myself and help my colleagues as well. So I, I really do try to, um, I guess, um, show, show things in a way that it's not about, you know, yes or no or never and always. There's, yeah. yeah. And I think that the, the, the terminology used of less of and more of was really powerful in that because, yeah, you're not just saying, well, don't do this and do do this, but it's just, yeah, that self-reflection in saying, well, maybe we do do it a little bit that way and how can we shift our mindset, I think, is is the focus for everyone at the moment, isn't it? It's that shifting of mindset, yeah. Oh, you've got your cat wandering in behind you. Mine was just making a noise behind me. I thought she was going to come in for a look as well. <laughs> They're like, what's going on? What are we missing out on? <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Um, so obviously you did your acknowledgement to country really beautifully when we first started. Is there any suggestions you could give me for obviously my podcast? Sometimes I do it in person. So um, I teach down in Mandra, but I um, live up in Perth and obviously they're um, different, you know, areas. So that can be a little bit tricky. Um, but is there a way that you could suggest of how I could do that, you know, in the best way? Yeah. Um, obviously, just generally speaking, um, find out what country you're on. Yeah. Um, and if you can do a specific acknowledgement of country, do um, to the specific community. Yeah. Um, however, sometimes there are instances where you'll do a more general acknowledgement of country so just acknowledging the traditional owners Um, and the other thing that I think is really important is to um, you know so that it, it is coming from you from your heart you don't have to sort of stick to um those the reverse uh, sort of yeah yeah okay yes yeah so like just make it as personal to you um you know sometimes you know if you're having a particular um like guest or something like that they may also wish to bring their own um you know aspect and yeah yeah. Part to it, really. yeah I did see that yeah on one of your posts I had a look at the acknowledgement to country and I do think that that's really important as well otherwise am I doing it to show respect or am I doing it to tick a box yeah I feel like I should tick that box you know and that's quite a thing that we always talk about at schools you know sometimes oh we're just doing something to tick a box but obviously that's not what I want it to be and that's not 
you know, that's kind of, it's a bit useless doing it in that way. So yeah, okay, I'll aim to come up with something that maybe fits me and fits the area that I live in. Obviously, you know, being on the coast of WA, like it's beautiful. We love that. We love our coastline over here. So I'll have a bit of a think about how I can incorporate some of those things about what country means to me as well. Is that yes. kind of, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, that would be really good. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about the amazing, um, yeah, campaign that you've come up with and how that started and a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, so the Share the Mic campaign originated in the US um, and it is aimed at amplifying the voices in the US um, of uh, BIPOC voices. Um, in Australia, a few weeks ago now, I think, um, the Share the Mic Now Australia campaign started um, and that was, I think, spearheaded um, by... Zoe Foster Blake and Tara Beach. So they um, started that campaign to amplify Indigenous voices in Australia. Um, and then we took our own little turn, um, our own little slant to it, and we started Share the Mic Now Aussie Teachers. Um, I was sort of seeing all of these amazing conversations starting to emerge and I could see really for the first time there was this real change in teachers, I guess, conversations. I could really see that their hearts were really open to learning and they were, you know, hungry for information and searching for um, ways to more meaningfully embed Indigenous perspectives into their teaching. Um, I was so... I was so happy to see those conversations happening. Um, but the one thing that I could see was missing was um, more Indigenous voices. Um, so I really wanted to um, give Indigenous teachers, Indigenous educators, um, businesses in the education space, a bit more air to share, I guess, um, because we do have so much to share and, um, yeah, it sort of just started from from wanting to enrich those conversations even more. Yeah, definitely. And it's had obviously a really good um, reception. Everyone's, yeah, like from all the ones that I've seen, they've been really great. And like you say, it's just almost sparked more conversations and it's being shared over such a wider platform now that we're, you know, doing it in this way. And I think also connecting us to each other has been really great as well. So, you know, connecting all of those people. Um, do you want to talk a bit yeah, about your one yesterday that you did? Yeah, so um, I shared the mic with Kath Murdoch, um, who is uh, an incredible inquiry teacher, um, consultant. Um, yeah, she's a, a superstar in, in my eyes. So it was yes, she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, um, it was really great that she um, so graciously amplified my voice. Um, so yesterday on her uh, Instagram page um, and on her Twitter and on her Facebook, um, she shared a number of um, posts that I wrote. Um, I sort of tried to focus on how taking an inquiry stance um, can help all teachers to more meaningfully embed Indigenous perspectives into their teaching and learning. Um, so, you know, it's the 
the little things like modeling curiosity and actually being curious. Um, and it's not so much about, you know, you have to teach this. It's more about, you know, what connections can we foster? Um, what, you know, inquiries can we nurture? So yeah, I tried to just sort of plant a few seeds and um, hopefully the conversations will keep going from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've actually got an inquiry coming up next term, which I'm super excited about. We are trying to embed like our science and all of our hats um, together, you know, as you do as much as you can weave the curriculums when they don't meet, but we're doing um, heating and cooling um, for the science. And then um, for our hats, we're looking at like change. So because we can kind of link those in, we're going to look at things like, um, you know, use the use of fire, you know, for Aboriginal people and how they used it in their communities and how, like, you know, that sort of heat. So, yeah, we're really hoping to um, embed that through. So maybe another time we'll have to pick your brain about some of those things. <laughs> but, yeah, we're hoping to, yeah, do it, like you say, as an inquiry sort of approach. Obviously, um, Kath Murdoch's amazing. We actually, I'm on an inquiry team at my school and we've picked her book apart and we're mm -hmm. modelling our whole school in inquiry approach based on around what she does because, like you say, mm -hmm. she's, got such a good model and I think getting the kids to be the ones to inquire and really mm. you know solidifying all of those skills in them is yeah the really important thing so hopefully it goes well and we and we do it justice but I'm very excited mm. about it which you know usually is the point that if you're excited about it then the kids can get really yeah. into it as well yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously at the moment or on Sunday night, um, the ABC documentary In My Blood It Runs um, came out. I think I watched it Monday or Tuesday. You can just watch it on um, iView, which is awesome. So people can go and still watch it, which is great. And yeah, it was, it was quite confronting. It's, it is quite emotive. Um, and it, yeah, it just makes you realise like my partner and I have been watching, you know, lots of documentaries you know of things that happen in america and we're always so big on the fact that why are we so concerned about their context and not our own you know why are we so i think it's because they you know take over so much of our our media and our you know entertainment you know um, space and everything but i really enjoyed watching um this documentary mainly for the sense that you know it was our context and it's you know so yeah. much more important to us and something that we'll actually hopefully be able to have some impact on rather than you know something that's so far removed from us so I learned so much I will be honest I learned a lot there were things that I didn't know I think the statistic at the end about a hundred percent of juveniles in juvenile detention are you know yeah Aboriginal children and that just yeah is awful that's just terrific um, obviously the in my blood it runs have some really good um, reflection prompts so mm -hmm. people have been sharing those which is really good um, so they're just on their Instagram page I just went back and checked yep they're on there um, you have to scroll down a little bit but they are on there which is great so the first one was experience at schooling and obviously like as a 90s kid, like that went through school then I don't remember much to be honest it was probably a dot painting here and there like you know if I'm being really honest I think that was pretty much it I grew up in a place where there wasn't a very high population um, of Aboriginal students at our school um, and I think that tends to be the case unfortunately that if there's not a high 
population, it just kind of tends to be, you know, yeah, forgotten and pushed to the side. So I don't remember learning much. We have a really beautiful um, Aboriginal centre down on the coastline that we went to an excursion for, and that was that was great. I do remember that, and that was really interesting and everything, but it was a one-off, one-day thing, you know. It was definitely not something that was embedded throughout my schooling and I think you know lots of people yeah would agree to that what was yours like when you're when you're in primary school what was your yeah um pretty pretty similar um I attended a school that was um I mean I was me and my siblings were the only Aboriginal children to attend the school um and we did have things here and there as well. Um, but I think, you know, then and also still now, unfortunately, there is that element of invisibility. Mm -hmm. um, there's that element of, um, you know, it, it doesn't apply to us perhaps, um, which, you know, I am seeing that there are changes and we are making great progress, but, um yeah just i guess changing the mindset of actually um indigenous um businesses everyone's business yeah. um you know we all live on th this land um yeah. yeah and we share this land and um yeah it, it does impact everyone yeah. and its history is significant for all of us you know like the history of it is really significant for all of us um, number two was obviously about when you had um, held, maybe if you've held a racial belief or you've had um, racism towards you. Obviously, being white, um, I'm, I am, yeah, very lucky to say that I've never had anyone racially, you know, vilify or target me or anything. And when all of the stuff did start coming out of America, you know, there was lots of things about, um, yeah, being able to say that, you know, I, I'll, I'll never understand fully what it means, you know, and that's true. You know, and it would be silly of people to say otherwise because you just can't. You just can't really, yeah, really understand it, obviously. And I like to think that I'm a really empathetic person and that, you know, I would like to say, oh, no, I do understand. You know, I do know, I do know how it would feel. But, yeah, I'm not sure that that actually means anything. Um, so, yeah, I very, very, you know, yeah. It's hard, that one's a bit hard to kind of, yeah, focus on. I think, you know, that notion of acknowledging that you don't, it's, it's not personally, you know, you haven't personally experienced it, but you can, you can empathise and you can do things to, yeah. to, to change, to, to make change in the future. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I'm quite big now like on my fact you know my partner and I we stay up till midnight sometimes having these big discussions and these big debates and stuff um and one thing that we're really big on at the moment is you know we're we're quite open to say that you know maybe our grandparents did have more racist views and that's something that we're having to literally stop and break down you know and just say well no why is it that we you know why is it that we have those views? why is it that we have that thinking just trying to really you know yeah be really self-reflective of that yeah and it's more we all need to sort of have that uncomfortable 
I guess, realisation um, and then have those uncomfortable conversations and do the uncomfortable work and, in my opinion, do the uncomfortable work visibly so that we can really amplify that, you know, it, it isn't just everything's great, you know, and, and that we do have work to do and then it's, it's okay that we have that work to do as long as we keep doing it and keep doing it authentically and meaningfully and yeah and it's not okay to to not do anything yeah, yeah exactly definitely um the other one that the reflection from documentary was a quote or a scene and i've got one of each actually the quote where um joanne says there must be something wrong with me or something honestly just broke me like that was just oh that was horrific um and i do feel like taking someone and putting them in a context where they're not going to be able to succeed in the best way. You know, we talk about, you know, as a classroom teacher, making sure that all of our learners are supported in an environment where they can learn and we differentiate and we, you know, we, we work to their social, you know, social emotional side and stuff. But these kids were just, yeah, just that's not obviously not happening, you know, yeah. which is awful. So yeah, that bit really got to me, um, as well as the scene, which I did see when I was looking at the Instagram page before, some people had um, noted the same thing. The scene where the teacher is reading the book about the Dreamtime stories, it was all, like awful, awful to watch. Um, and I almost had this pang of, oh my God, I hope I have never said anything like that. And I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm, I might have and I might not have, you know, said the right things or I might have, she just seemed very dismissive of it. She was reading the yeah. story, you know, she had to be and obviously nothing against that woman, you know, she just, you know, probably, yeah, she's probably, you know, another 30 years older than us. So obviously, you know, has that context as well. But yeah, that bit was really quite. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm, I'm very mindful that like that teacher could have a not or requested not to be in the film at all or b you know had her face blurred so i'm mindful that that teacher is is clearly thinking that she's doing the best or is wanting to amplify and and show people yeah. you know a reality so either way you know i think um, I am grateful for that teacher. Yeah. Um, I think it also, though, just really um, highlighted to me that connection is the most important thing in our classrooms and in our world um, and also that even such as, you know, every single action that we have as teachers is a fork in the road um, and we can we yeah we can have such an impact on our children yeah definitely so yeah that bit was really hard and that's something that um i reflected on and thought you know how could i do it differently how could i make sure that i'm you know being respectful and you know yeah you know giving ownership also to the children as well like you know she kind of closed herself off to the fact that you know drama was trying to tell her well no they are you know they are true stories and stuff and she just that would have been a perfect opportunity to maybe stop 
and get some perspectives from from those children and say you know well you tell us you know like what's you know yeah get them get their voices which you know we're quite big on doing in other aspects of our teaching and stuff you know if if one of your students lives on a farm and you're learning about farming you're going to get that kid to tell you a little bit about you know life on the farm or whatever i think it's just yeah like you say pushing ourselves maybe out of that comfort zone to give the students the opportunity to kind of yeah, yeah. and remembering them. also that we don't have to control everything that actually if we let go um then you know the best learning happens when yeah. you let go yeah yeah definitely and that's like part of obviously being an inquiry teacher that you know Kath talks about as well is that you know that releasing control which I think some teachers do find quite difficult um and obviously yeah just finding ways to do that I think the last thing was the classroom approach but I'm super excited to see all of your um I clicked on the link that you've got on your Instagram which takes you to like another whole page of links yeah so I've started having a bit of a look at those and I think there is so much out there that teachers can access um and I think it's just giving the opportunity to that you know making it at the forefront of your mind making sure that you know you're putting importance on that you know to be putting it yeah throughout yeah and those resources that I have on my page they are you know just a start and also um I do want to emphasize that whenever you're engaging with a resource that um just think about you know whose voice is being amplified what perspectives you know who's written it um you know there are some great resources about um you know aboriginal history and things like that from a non-indigenous perspective but you know we want our stories to be told by us yeah. you know so yeah yeah no definitely and i think um i was like reflecting on when like talking about the classroom approach i was quite interested because i've only ever taught like upper primary so i did four or five in my first year and then i've got year three for the last two years and so i was like oh i wonder when we first start talking about aboriginal context in the australian curriculum and i was quite surprised that it's only really in like you know year three year four and it only kind of touches on the first you know like it talks about the first peoples but then at the same time they've also got the first fleet literally at the same time and so like this is just my personal reflection on yeah. it maybe it needs to be the fact that the first fleet is moved you know later in the schooling years and we give so much more emphasis to the first peoples and the first nations because yeah i remember learning about the first fleet and i you know taught it and stuff but once you focus on that there's almost no not no room but i feel like if we move it later we can have our students maybe understanding a little bit more about you know the first people and you know their 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 history and their culture and everything before we bring in the first fleet what's your yeah. thought on that i think you make such a good point i think that just even by um shifting that perspective even so you know in such a simple way mm -hmm. um by placing more importance on developing those understandings about aboriginal culture histories traditions and then looking at the first fleet um, as something you know after having all of that knowledge beforehand i think will um just uh you know just imbue 
that focus on the first fleet with so much more because it, it can be challenging to focus on the first fleet and then be like, oh, and then, you know, this is what came before. But, you know, it's it's just by switching that, as you said, um, yeah, it just makes such a difference. Yeah, I think that would be really, yeah, really, really beneficial because like you say, like once you start focusing on the first fleet, then there's not, you know, it takes up so much. And when you're saying, making statements like, oh, and then this is when people first arrive to Australia, you know, that's not yeah. the case. So we need the kids to have a full understanding of, what came before and trying to undo that if you go backwards yeah yeah rather than going backwards starting at the start almost yeah, <laughs> yeah literally starting at the start and it, you know it does give the curriculum does give small parts to that in the foundation I was having a look you know foundation pre primary year one and stuff but it's more about that child's individual context because that's all they can really understand at that time yeah. but you know maybe that's you know, year two, year three is when we need to start focusing on that and, you know, push the first fleet back a little bit more. But yeah. maybe we'll think become we'll policy it. makers and we'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also just with the, um, the cross-curricular priorities, so although there is those, those explicit um, curriculum, um, uh, I guess, focuses, foci in... Uh, the upper years there obviously are all of the ways that we can embed indigenous perspectives throughout so you know from early years all the way throughout and yes in the early years it is all about that self and that um that small sort of bubble but you can do so many things you know talking about country making it really explicit and really tangible to early years so that it's not like when they get to year two or year three, that it's like, I'm learning about this now, that it's become a part of their world beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good, yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. And that's really making it part of, you know, that child, regardless of, I suppose, whether they're, you know, like Aboriginal or white, it's the fact that, you know, what is connection to country and what is their, yeah, their connection and then how that makes, you know, how that impacts things as they move up. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the things that you do in your classroom that you might be able to suggest for people? Yeah. Well, something that is, I spoke about previously, but it's just something that is so simple, but I think really powerful is to acknowledge country every day. Um, and I know that a lot of teachers um, will uh, co-construct an acknowledgement of country with their class you know they'll put it on the wall they'll say it every day which I think is amazing um, but one way that I find is really um, powerful is yes to co-construct that acknowledgement of country but focus on the process focus on well what is an acknowledgement of country what is country what is connection to country um, and why we do an acknowledgement of country um, and then children, every morning, instead of reciting an acknowledgement of country, they can say an acknowledgement of country from their hearts and, you know, for the rest of their lives, they will feel confident to meaningfully acknowledge country yeah. instead of, you know, having to have something that's, you know, laminated on the wall that they read from. So it's just those little, little things that I think are so it's like a simple change, I think, but it's something that I think has been really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So would you call upon like a different kid each day to, yeah. wow, that's a really gorgeous idea. And I do like, I have a, I sort of having a whole jobs chart. I have just one 
handy helper for the day. So maybe that could be the first of their roles of that day to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also really, it's, it's beautiful to see how it changes as well. Um, you know, each child will say it, um, you know, acknowledged differently, but also their acknowledgement becomes more complex, more personal as they become more confident and learn more and yeah yeah definitely wow that's a really great like you say like a really simple change but something that you know if every classroom did that imagine the impact that it would have you know because yeah you know we see an acknowledgement at country maybe you know at a at a handful of you know assemblies and things like that but making it something that they do every day that they have their own connection to would be yeah really really powerful Awesome. Is there anything else we've chatted for a while now? <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to add? No. Thank you so much for joining me. I've actually yeah had a great time. We didn't need to be nervous at all, did we? It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No worries. No, it's good to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and do these sorts of things, which I'm still struggling with, like with my podcast. This is like only my like seventh or eighth episode so it's good to yeah good to be pushing myself out but thank you so much I really I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk to me and I feel like it'll be a really beneficial episode for people to listen to so yeah thank you so thank much thank you so much thanks for having me thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of all things teaching don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can keep up to date with all the new episodes have a wonderful day